Hi, I'm Quentin D'Souza, and you're listening to Get Real Wealthy. Create wealth, freedom, and security through real estate investing. Make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. On this episode, we're going to talk about the five things you should know when borrowing to invest in real estate. And I wanted to share uh, my book here, The Ultimate Wealth Strategies. This is one of my first books I wrote, I don't know, over 10 years ago. And in any case, it's a great book when you're thinking about investing and borrowing for real estate. All right. Number one, I want you to think about this, and, and uh, this isn't actually my number one, but remember that you can't save yourself to financial freedom. I know that you may have heard a story about somebody who was living on like uh, beans and like water and they were able to save every dollar and that's how they were able to do it. Maybe like one in a million, okay? I don't think that you can save yourself to, to financial freedom. I do think though it's important that you can save some income on the side in order to help you to invest, especially at the beginning. I think budgeting is important in order to learn how not to overspend your income. But at the same time, if you want financial freedom, just putting money in the bank isn't going to do it. You're going to need to understand the power of leverage and I want to give you a way for you to think about how you can gain financial freedom by using leverage. Now. What does that mean? Well, let's say you are going to invest in something. You want to know whether you're gonna be able to purchase that asset using leverage and what your rate of return is on that asset. So, are you going to get an annual rate of return on that asset when you invest in it? I'll give you an example. I buy a rental property and I buy it for 500,000, I have a mortgage on it for 420,000, I have $80,000 invested in that property. That property, remember, is leveraged. So when I'm leveraging it, that means I only have 80,000 invested in the property and I've borrowed from the bank 420,000. Now, what happens in real estate is that property goes up 5% in a year. Some years we've seen, seen 20%, but let's just use the Canadian average of 5%, okay? Annual appreciation. So that 5% means that that property has gone up to $525,000. That $25,000 is what you have made on the property through appreciation. So if you're looking at that from a rate of return perspective, you would divide 25 by 80, and that would be, let's say, uh, a little bit more than you know 20%. Now, on top of that, what happened to your mortgage? Your mortgage went down, let's say, $5,000. So now that mortgage is $415,000. So now you've got you have $30,000 in equity. Okay. What if you put some more sweat equity into the property? You improved the property in some way. Maybe you spent $5,000 or let's say even better, you spent $50,000 and you added a basement suite and now that property is worth $625,000. So you spent 80 and 50, 
but now you have an additional $130,000 in equity, okay? So that is, if you look at that, that's um, a huge rate of return. So you need to understand that rate of return. And if you are working with an accountant, and I suggest you do, you can also reduce any income that you get from your rental properties by using uh, capital cost allowance. So it's a way to reduce your taxes. So you wanna think about that, so you wanna think about your annual rate of return on a particular asset and what that is for you. And if you have any cash that comes to you, you wanna reduce your tax, tax bill as much as possible, particularly at the beginning of your journey. At the end of your, you know, your real estate journey, perhaps you take more income because you don't need to, or you're, not, you're gonna sell the asset. So that's something to, to keep in mind. All right, number two, I want you to think about your interest rate. Are you in a fixed rate or are you in a variable rate? What's the term? Is it a, like a one-year term or is it a five-year term? Okay. That's something that you want to think about because it will, it, it's something that you need to think about when you're borrowing to invest. And it isn't just interest rates. Remember, it's also the type of terms that you get within your mortgage. What are the penalties? Are you able to put a second behind the first mortgage? What kind of flexibility do you have on it to refinance? All of those things are things you want to think about. Number three, how long are you going to hold on to the asset? Is it one year? Is it five years? Is it 20 years? And if you need the money, be careful because that may force you to sell an asset that you don't necessarily want to sell. So make sure that you understand when you're buying an asset, how long you actually plan to hold that asset. And be careful you don't over leverage yourself into a position where you're forced to sell that asset. All right, number four, does the property itself support the payments or do you have to come out of pocket in order to debt service that, that loan or that mortgage? That's important because that can really put you in a bad position if uh, something happens to the property. So just remember, does the actual leverage or mortgage is it supported by the income that's coming from that property? It's really important when you're thinking about leverage and when you're borrowing to invest in real estate. And that's gonna connect us to number five. It's mindset. Are you able to tolerate the ups and downs when it comes to the residential market when, for example, what's happened in 2022, where we've seen prices go down 20% from when somebody bought in January? Are you in a position where you feel like you can still hold on to the asset because you, you feel that you're going to recover in the future? And as long as your payments are fixed and you're not in a, a variable rate product or you're in a product that is going to get you into trouble, uh, that you're comfortable with that. So just make sure that whatever your, you know, your mortgage payments are, they're able to cover it, and if you can tolerate those ups and downs. Because if you're thinking about the stock market, what happens in the stock market is that there's this emotional roller coaster that happens, and you just have to hit a button, and that button is usually sell. And usually you sell at the worst times, and then you buy at the, the, the worst times. <laughs> Right, and that's because we're, we're we're emotional. Now, with real estate, it's not as easy to sell. 
but you can still sell emotionally. So you want to make sure that you can, you know, you're okay. And that it really connects back to number four, which is making sure the property can debt service. If your property can debt service and you're, you can afford the, the payments and you're not coming out of pocket every month, you can hold on to that asset for, for years and years. But if it doesn't debt service and you have to come out of money every month and the, the value of the property is going down, psychologically, you're not gonna be in a good, good place. And so it's important to have the, the right mindset. So I hope you got a, a good sense of some of the things you need to know when you're borrowing to invest in real estate. We'll see you on the next episode of Get Real Wealthy. If you wanna learn more, go to Education REI, or if you're in the greater Toronto area, go to the DurhamREI.ca, and we'll see you on the next episode of Get Real Wealthy. Make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. Until next time, I'm Quentin D'Souza. Get out there and take action. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for information purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to GetRealWealthy.com.